Hello and welcome to the Folk Music Podcast. My name is Anders and in this episode I'm speaking with Joel Andersson. Joel is a Swedish harmonica player and harmonica customizer who specializes in Irish traditional music. And he's honestly one of the best harmonica players that I've ever come across, period. And uh, as some of you may know, I have a bit of an interest in harmonicas myself. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of blues over the years and I've also dabbled in playing folk music on the harmonica but obviously not at the level that Joel is playing. So uh, I knew that we would have a lot to talk about. And uh, as expected, the conversation takes a few nerdy turns, but I think that anyone curious about harmonicas or folk music would find it interesting. Now, Joel was kind enough to play a couple of tunes for us as well, so that's definitely something you should look forward to. But before we dive in, I just want to let you know that Joel has a great solo album out that I recommend you check out. It's called The Irish Harmonica, and I'll make sure to include the links in the show notes. And uh, as always, you can find additional information about the episode on the show website, thefolkmusicpodcast.com. Okay, so uh, with all of that out of the way, here is my conversation with Joel Andersson. Okay, so uh, hello Joel, and thanks for coming on the show. Hello Anders, and I'm delighted to be here. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to have you as the second guest of uh, my podcast. And, um, I mean, you're an expert in two things that I'm very interested in, which are Irish traditional music and harmonicas. So I'm sure that this will be a very very <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoyable chat, indeed. I think so, too, yeah. And those two things that you mentioned there, that uh, more or less describes my whole life. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, we've known each other for for a while, but I was trying to remember where we actually met. Uh, yeah, same here. And funny enough, I uh, actually accidentally scrolled through uh, Facebook and some Facebook memories and pictures. And I think that the first time we met was in Galway. Yeah, at, I think so. Too. Uh, is it called the Crane? Yeah, that bar that uh, uh, has like... like uh, upstairs? J- yeah, the jam session upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but, it was there the first time. And then we also met in uh, Cabin during mm. the fly. The All Island, yeah. Yeah, because I remember us b- bumping into each other a couple of times at least back when I was living in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the All Island, um, that must be back in 2013 or something. It's yeah, a, it's I think a while it's, ago. I think it's may might be even 2012. Is it really okay? <laughs> it's a long time ago. At yeah, least. yeah. <laughs> to feel but old. that flying cabin, Jesus man, that brings back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but as you said, uh, I was living in Ireland at, uh, at the time, and yeah, in in Galway, and um, everyone who's familiar with Irish music will know that uh, these jam sessions are like a big thing, a big part of the scene. Uh, and when I was living in Galway, I used to go out to these jams uh, almost every night or every other night. Um, and like, as you know, in these jams, you'll find people playing the fiddle, the flute, the bagpipe, uh, maybe guitar. Or, yeah, those would maybe be the most common instruments. And every now and then, some old guy would show up with a harmonica, uh, but you wouldn't usually be able to hear him most of the time uh, and if you did usually it wasn't that exciting that that was my experience up, up to then anyway 
Uh, and then, like, I remember you showing up, maybe it was uh, at, at the crane, like you're saying. And, like, I was really blown away by, about, uh, I was really blown away uh, by how you play the instrument. Um, because I don't think I had heard anyone play the harmonica with such articulation and rhythm in Irish music at that point. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really impressed. Um, so, uh, I was wondering, could you just give us a quick uh, rundown of how you got into the harmonica and how you ended up playing Irish music on the harmonica? Well, first off, thank you for your kind words. And um, first there, I would totally agree with you with, with the harmonica in Irish music. It's it's um, rarely that you would hear um, a lot of like good players in sessions. There are only like a handful of, of players that are really really good. And I'm I'm sure uh, we can get get into why that is in a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my story starts with that I got my first harmonica when I was two years old, mostly chewing on it, um, <laughs> and then. My father always been listening to a lot of folk music styles, including Irish music, and um, the harmonica has always like been there. Some things in in life are meant to be. So when I was like eight years old, uh, you could choose an instrument in school to to play and to to practice on. And uh, I was already back then thinking, well, harmonica would be kind of cool. But there weren't any harmonica teachers, and they were more or less saying, ah, you need to play a real instrument. So I started to play the saxophone for about four years. Oh, really? Didn't didn't like it that much. Uh, the only good thing from it is that the saxophone has the, the same uh, finger pattern as the tin whistle. So that means that I still still remember that, at least. <laughs> uh, and then when I was about 12 years old, on my last uh, saxophone lesson when I was walking out from that lesson I leaned my head to the left and looked into the window and there were a, a pile of uh, flyers that said do you want to try harmonica three lessons for free hmm. so it was more or less putting down the saxophone taking one of these piece of papers and then walking out from there and then funny enough walking into the same room like one week after and starting harmonica classes. Okay. Huh. But, and who, who would be your teacher for these first lessons? There was a guy uh, called Mikael Beckman, who is Sweden's first and only educated harmonica teacher, who happened to live up in Piteå in Norrbotten, in north hmm. of Sweden. So that was really, really good uh, for me, at of course. And uh, then started to play harmonica, learning the basic techniques and stuff, and then got into blues playing, of course, as most harmonica players does. Mm -hmm. um, but then my father, he had a lot of um, like LP records, tapes, and all kind of stuff with Irish music. And I was listening more and more to this. And this would have been... As I would say, the proper stuff. It would be like the Chieftains' uh, first three, four albums and Joe Cooley on tape, on cassette. Mm. And LPs with PJ Hernan and all those lads. And the early LPs with the Bothy Band as well. 
So it was really getting sucked into to the to the best of dread right away. And then I really, really got hooked when I was searching Honor's website for harmonicas and found out that they had just launched a new harmonica model called the Honor XP40. And uh, the inventor, the designer of that harmonica was a guy called Rick Epping, which I'm sure you know about. Obviously, yeah. And uh, there was a sound sample there where he uh, played on this harmonica. And uh, so I pressed play and more or less was blown away. It's like, Jesus, what's that? And, and so where, then, was he playing Irish music then? At the, yeah, the so he was, yeah, so he was playing O'Farrell's Welcome to Limerick in a bluesier style with a lot of bending and techniques and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's what he does, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of that. So that was when I really, really got hooked. And then been there ever since. Hmm. Cool. Then in 2011, that was my first time in Ireland. And then I met with Rick and we got really good friends with each other. And um, every time I go over to Ireland, I always stay a couple of days with him and get to learn some new tunes and, and talk about memories and harmonicas and and all that and the, Sounds great. the cool thing with rick as well and this is like one of the best parts is that rick has been working for honer and honer would be the uh, leading manufacturer of harmonicas he's been working at honer in america for 25 30 years as the head of the service and r&d department so he's one of those guys that probably there's probably not anyone else who knows as much about harmonicas as he does no so that was great partly like the guru for me in irish music on harmonica and also for customizing rebuilding harmonicas yeah because that's that's the other part of your life or the other half almost this is isn't it like yeah more, you, more or less <laughs> you can you, you play very very well as i said but you also have your own business where you customize harmonicas, um, yeah. which is going really well, I hear. It's going really, really good. And uh, that started with, in um, school, I I didn't choose to study music because I also had an interest for, like, cars. So I started uh, to edu- an education with cars and then ended up as an auto electrician for about 10 years. Oh, really? And then was working with that because I I came to the conclusion that it might be better to have a, a good paying job and then do the music on the spare time. <laughs> Which ended up quite good, I would assume. Um, and then in 2016, then I founded my company, JA Harmonicas. Of course, I've been building harmonicas and customizing, repairing uh, for a lot of years before before that as well. Mm. Um, and then eventually I went down in, in work hours, in time, on as an auto electrician, and then started to work more and more with harmonicas. And uh, in 2017, me and my girlfriend, we decided to move down to the south of Sweden. So that was a huge move of about 1,500 kilometers. <laughs> but there's a, a lot more Irish music down here, which is great. And that felt like 
that came in really, really good. It's like all the, the pieces of the puzzle ended up on the right place. Because when we moved down on the uh, autumn of 2017, then I became a Honor-affiliated customizer. Which means that I fulfill Honor's demands on customized harmonicas, which would be like the highest standard in the world. And we're, if I remember correct, correctly, we're about seven people in the world who are so-called HAC members. Huh. And then in November, in on the 2017 there, I also attended the uh, World Harmonica Festival in Trossing in Germany. And there they also have the championships, the World Harmonica Championships of competition, which... Well, I thought that, well, I'm here, so why not attend? And um, I thought that I wouldn't never, like, go into uh, uh, take any places or anything in, like, the blues category, because I've only been playing Irish music, of course. So the category that I thought suited me was the tremolo and octave harmonica category. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, there you could more or less, as long as you're playing a tremolo or octave harmonica, you can play any music style you want. So it's quite wide in mm. that sense. And um, as you might have seen, there's a shitload of Asian people playing tremolo harmonicas. So yeah, I was. Popular. Yeah, yeah, it's very popular. So I was the only guy from like Europe, from, from the uh, Western world. And. All other people in that room were from Asia, <laughs> China, Japan, Taiwan. And I was like, ooh, Jesus. And they are like serious players. They are super good. Mm. And I was sitting there with my jaw dropped like, oh, how is this possible? And I was like, well, I don't stand a chance against this, but I'll do my best. So I went up on stage when it was my time, turn, and... Uh, bowed and did my piece and then went down and then they have this uh, prize giving ceremony for each uh, class and um, then they count up all the the uh, contestants that's been in the competition and they start off with like if there were 19 people they start off with 19th place we have blah 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 and then they were start standing there in like 18, 17, 15, 13, 10. It's like, have they called my name yet? <laughs> standing there, it's like uh, getting more and more nervous. And then eventually ending up on uh, second place, almost a um, split first place. Ah, congrats. Thank you. So that was also really good. So everything there in, in 2017 landed on the so-called right place, all the pieces mm. of the puzzle. Yeah, it's been really... Obviously, I've known you for, for a long time, but we're living in different countries and, and so forth. But it's been really interesting watching your journey from, from the sidelines, so to speak, how you've built your company, basically, and, and your personal brand as, well, one of the, the leading younger harmonica players in the world, I'd say. Um, obviously, there's less competition than on, I don't know, the fiddle, but <laughs> of course. But, but still, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed by by how far you come uh, in in so so little time. Well, thank you. 
So, but maybe you could, uh, for people who aren't as into harmonicas as uh, you and I, maybe you can describe what it is that you do in your business because you're not really building harmonicas, are you? You're uh, you're customizing them and you're tuning them in special ways. Exactly. Or how would you describe what it is that you do? Yeah, the thing with harmonicas is that harmonicas are mass-produced instruments, which means that the harmonica factories in the world, there are a couple. You have Honer and Seidel in Germany, and then you have Suzuki in Japan, and then you have a bunch of uh, other smaller brands in China. And all these instruments are mass-produced. The harmonica factories in the world are pumping out like millions and millions of harmonicas every year. For instance, they have about 30 seconds to tune a so-called blues harp. And the blues harp diatonic harmonica has 20 reeds. So imagine tuning 20 guitar strings on 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, you're you're obviously sacrificing some quality uh, for quantity, basically, yeah. Of course, and they are, they are doing a pretty darn good job these days. The quality of, of the stock harmonicas are really good. Mm. But if you want something extra, if you want even better response, if you want better tuning, if you want your harmonica to be louder, etc., then you can't get that from any of the factories. No. And then, and then you have to turn to a customizer who can rebuild your harmonica for you. So the thing I do is that I cooperate with Honer in Germany. I buy harmonic parts like cover plates, reed plates, reeds, slide mechanisms for chromatic harmonicas. And then I rebuild all these parts. I have a workshop with CNC machinery, which means computerized like milling machines, laser machines, and all kinds of stuff like that. So I modify existing parts and then I also make new parts for them. Hmm. And this is like not a new thing. This is very common in like the car industry, for instance. If you have Mercedes, there's something called Mercedes AMG. And AMG is like a separate company that buys Mercedes parts and then AMG assembles the cars. Hmm. And they turn out better because they have a higher higher uh, production quality, so to speak. And you get the same with like guitars. You have the Fender Custom Shop and all kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I'm guessing you uh, you you've been able to take some of your uh, experience from from your car days into uh, your harmonica. Or basically, what I'm wondering is, how did you learn all these skills that you need? to operate all this machinery and uh, and like I mean I play the accordion but I have no idea how to build an accordion <laughs> well it's most of it has I mean my my father and my mother are both very like handy people my mother does a lot of like ladder crafts and stitching and sewing and stuff and my father does a little bit of woodwork and then my grandfather, he used to be a carpenter and building like furniture and stuff like that. So I've been hanging out a lot with my grandfather and of course my parents. So I always had that around me. And then as well as an uh, auto electrician, you really have to take cars apart into like little pieces. 
which means that I'm very used to do that and very used to like understanding how things work. And then, of course, with most of the machinery and stuff, I don't have any education. It's self-taught, autodidact, <laughs> Lear- learning by doing. So it's, yeah. And some of the mistakes are more expensive than others. I suppose, yeah. But uh, <laughs> at least so in harmonic, it's it's cheaper to mess up a, a harmonica than a car, I would imagine. Yeah. Very much so, <laughs> and then then I'm also been very very lucky to to have made contact with with a lot of the like biggest names in customizing in in the harmonica world, names like Rick Epping, Brendan Power, Joe Felisco, Steve Baker. Yeah, I was I was actually uh, thinking about segueing into that because, as you know, I play a little bit of harmonica myself. It's yeah. in in no way my main instrument, but it's actually one of the first instruments that I started playing. Oh, Be- nice! Yeah, it is because uh, I mean I started music sometime in my early teens and started on keyboard instruments, and yeah. I early got into the blues and country music, things like that, where the harmonica is a fairly common instrument. Sure um, is, yeah. And I like the sound of it, so so I I remember buying one of those. Uh, over-the-counter uh, <laughs> blues harps. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I had a great time with it and, and quickly learned how to do like basic blues things um, which seemed to come very natural to the instrument. Yeah. Uh, and I never really put in the hours to become a great player, but uh, it's always been like a, a secret weapon <laughs> that I've been able to use in different situations. But... At some point in my mid-twenties, I shifted my attention towards traditional music and yeah. Irish music in particular. And I started playing the piano accordion and I thought it to be very, very difficult. Did, did thinking, you start, did you start, sorry to interrupt you, but did you start with a piano accordion or did you start with a piano? So my original instrument was the piano and like keyboard instruments. Oh, yeah. uh, but but when I started playing Irish music, I didn't. I felt like I needed to learn a new instrument as well because, yeah, yeah. The, the piano isn't the most common instrument in Irish music. No, uh, no, no. At, of course. At, at least I didn't. That, that's what I thought at the moment, anyway. So yeah. I b- bought myself a piano accordion and uh, and tried to learn tunes on it, and it was very hard. And I was thinking, hmm, I have these harmonicas lying around. I wonder if I can play Irish music on them. And this was probably before uh, I've ever heard you play. So okay, I, di- yeah. I did some... I think it was even before I moved to Ireland. So I did a little bit of uh, interneting and I found this guy in New Zealand called Brendan Powers, yeah. who, who uh, I know that you know. Uh, and he had an album out called The New Irish Harmonica. I- is that right? Is, yeah, are you familiar yeah, with it? Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was actually this year. It's Was it 25 years ago or something? It was released. Okay, really, huh? So I'm guessing it must have been very, almost groundbreaking when it came because when yeah. I when I heard it, I I'd never heard anything like it at the at the time. Um, he had such a sweet, very um, sophisticated sound on the harmonica in Irish music. So um, so I thought, huh, I want to learn to do that. <laughs> and I I figured out that he had a similar business to yours that he customizes harmonicas. Um, for Irish music, yeah, or and he tunes them in this tuning that he 
called uh, Paderister, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously is a play on on the common Richter tuning. Exactly. So I order a couple of those of him, and, and I do my best to like play the tunes and stuff on it, and I quickly gave up because it was really, really hard, even harder than the piano accordion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just something about how, you know how the tunes in Irish music are jumping all over the place all the time? Yeah. Uh, so it felt very different from playing the blues, where, you know, well, first of all, most of the lines are improvised anyway, so you can, you can kind of... Uh, yeah, you can kind of suit the melodies after your level. Um, of, I don't know if course. that I don't know if uh, that of, makes sense, but like for playing even the most basic Irish tunes, I mean they jump up and down the octave all the time, and I didn't, I just didn't have the technique to do that on the harmonica, and yeah, so I basically that, that, that's really hard, and also that you never have any breaks or pauses in Irish music. In blues mm. music, you can play a lick and then you can take a breath, or you can swallow. Or or True. something like that, but in Irish music there are no breaks, no pauses. Just goes no. on and on and on. And at least with the harmonica, you're breathing in and out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, when you're playing, like say the whistle or the flute, you'll ha- kind of have to take breaks, take out notes from the melody. But on the harmonica, you don't have to do that as much, I'm guessing. But, um, but still, as you say, very demanding. Uh, and if you if you're playing say like a set of tunes you 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 you'll actually be blowing in and out for five or six minutes maybe so yeah more more or less yeah so um, yeah those harmonicas have been collecting dust ever since but (laughs) but but i i'm i'm sure that if you put down the hours into them you'll definitely crack the code oh maybe so but why don't we talk a little bit about the different types of harmonicas that are used in irish music um, yep. uh, and maybe you could tie this in like uh, to the history of the instrument in Irish music as well because as I said earlier um, up until I heard you and, and, uh, and Brandon Powers I hadn't really heard anyone play the harmonica for real in, in Irish music um, and uh, I'm sure that you know much more than me about the history of the, of the instrument in this tradition and and why it is that it hasn't been done that much up until recently? Yeah, to my knowledge, at least, um, the harmonica is a cheap instrument. And as we both know that Irish people were not known to have that much money, which meant that they more or less had to take what they got or what they could afford. And in the early days, like in the um, 19th century, let's say, in 1880 and around there. Harmonicas were very cheap. And uh, in Ireland, the people were, most people were working as farmers and similar, similar uh, uh, professions. And it was very easy to bring the harmonica with you when you were working out to mm. the fields and stuff like that, which meant that there was a, a huge amount of harmonica players back then. And then, of course, all the house sessions and stuff like that came and people were still playing the harmonica. And uh, then in the, probably in like 1910 and especially in the 1920s, accordions, melodions came 
and they were being more and more popular and cheaper and cheaper to buy. Mm. And a melodeon is more or less the same thing as a diatonic harmonica. So your hole number four on the diatonic harmonica is the same as button number four on the accordion. The only difference is just that instead of breathing in and out, you have to push and pull on the bellows on the accordion. Mm. So it's basically like a a mechanized harmonica in a way? More or less, yeah. So the thing that happened then was that uh, the melodium was much louder and it was much easier to play because you could actually see what you were doing. Mm. And it didn't break as as often as the harmonica would. Mm. So then the harmonica was like dying out in Irish music because no one really cared about it. And one of the reasons why you there are so few recordings with harmonica is that most of these harmonica players, they were before the time of the recording industry. Have you heard any old recordings from from the pre-war era with harmonica? There are a few. Um, you know about the Flanagan brothers? Yes. I, From what I believe, one of the brothers that were playing the harmonica, and there are a couple of tracks uh, on the collections, the albums that they have with harmonica. Okay. Hmm. And... Uh, then later on in, in Ireland, they always been teaching Irish music in the schools and from what I know, mainly on the whistle. Mm. But then sometime, again, this is from what I know, um, so I might not be correct on all, all the dots, so to say. But from what I know, in the 50s, 60s there, the uh, schools in Ireland, they came up with the idea that maybe they should teach uh, Irish music on harmonica instead of the whistle hmm. and during the 60s Honer actually had a harmonica factory in Galway oh really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where, I don't know how big or anything <laughs> like that uh, but that eventually closed down and I think and believe that they eventually found out that harmonicas were quite hard to play and they required a lot of service as well, which meant they weren't really suitable as a teaching instrument in schools. And then the harmonica was dying out again. Hmm. But then these days with internet, YouTube, Spotify and all of this, it's going up and up and there are more more and more people who are uh, seeing the instrument, finding the instrument and who really likes the sound of it. Hmm. And then, of course, the problem has always been the volume of the harmonica because it's yeah. not that loud. And in sessions, you have to compete with accordions, with fiddles, violins, banjos, alien pipes, all of that. Like on, on several occasions, I've uh, encountered harmonica players in sessions bringing their own amplifiers and microphone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's one way of doing it to, to overcome the, the volume problem. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why you, you rarely see it in sessions as well. Mm. And most of the, the players in Ireland, they tend to play the tremolo harmonica. Yeah. That's like the original tr- Irish tradition, so to speak. Do you think you quickly can describe the most common types of harmonica that exist for people who 
Well, if anyone are still listening to this uh, without knowing anything about the harmonica, <laughs> maybe you could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you could give us a short introduction to the, the various kinds that exist. Of course, um, there are mainly like three types of harmonicas. There are regular diatonic harmonicas, so-called blues harps, which are which usually are... The, that's the most common harmonica that you see when people play, and there are small ten hole usually. Mm, it's it's uh, it's the stuff that Bob Dylan would, and Neil Young and those guys would use, right? Yeah, yeah. That exactly. ki- that kind of a sound. Yeah, and for all the blues people out there, it would be the same type of harmonicas as all the Little Walter and Sonny by Williamson were mm. using. Then you got chromatic harmonicas, which has a button on the side of the harmonica. And these harmonicas are usually twelve hole and a bit bigger. And the reason why they are bigger is because they are putting in more reeds into them. So a chromatic harmonica, there you can play a chromatic scale. So mm. when you push in the, the button, then you go get all the sharps, then you get all the black black uh, keys from the piano. And without pushing it in, then you have all the white keys. So in the world of chromatic harmonicas, like the players would usually only have one harmonica tuned in C. And then they would use this button on the side to be able to play in different keys, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, most common way to do it. Yeah. And that that's that's what you would hear in like uh I suppose like classical music and uh, more slick commercial music. Uh it was it used to be very common back in uh back in uh, in the forties, I believe. Like uh, those those quartets playing chromatic harmonicas and bass harmonicas and um... yeah, you got that part as well because chromatic harmonicas again, like Toots Tielmans would be one of the main names for chromatic. Yeah, and, and of course, like... or jazz, of course, which I forgot yeah, to mention. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and then you have tremolo harmonicas, and a, a tremolo harmonica is basically it's two reeds that are sounding at the same time and they are tu- tuned slightly apart so you get this kind of tremolo so called like wobbly effect from it mm. uh and then you could say that you have a fourth category as well of harmonicas which would which would be the orchestral instruments which would be chord harmonicas and bass harmonicas they're not that common these days but like you said there they were really common like in the 1940s there were mm. a shitload of of like harmonica ensembles and bands Everyone and really it, really good ones as well oh yeah really really high end <laughs> stuff like playing in huge concert halls and mm. a lot of uh, television work as well so but um i mean one of the biggest problems for me with uh, the... I mean, I have a couple of chromatic harmonicas, but for me, the blues harp is, is the, the instrument that I'm most familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and one of the biggest problems with this instrument has always been the tuning in the first octave. Yeah. Which is the, the Richter uh, tuning that, I'm, that I was referring to earlier. Um, yeah. Because in the first octave, the first octave doesn't work the same way as the, the, the second and the third. And the reason for this is that they've tuned some of the... I'm sure you can explain this better than me. Yeah, so the basic intention when when they uh, invented the harmonica was that you should be able to play um, a melody and you should be able to accompany it yourself when you're playing. Mm. So you should be able to have, because on a, like a, a 
C diatonic harmonica, you have a C chord on the whole blow side of the harmonica. Mm. And then you have a, a, a G chord on the whole one, two, three draw. Mm. So you have it's a limited chord instrument, so to speak. But so that to, was, to get to that, you're basically sacrificing a couple of notes in that lower octave? Yeah. Um, so in the lower octave there, you would have... Um, like on the C harmonic again, your G note, which would be on hole two draw, would be repeated on hole three blow. So mm. you have one note that's repeated down there. And because it's uh, made up of uh, intervals of, uh, let's say, three hole one, two, three, that's like C, E, G, and then the C starts again on hole four blow, yeah, that means you have you don't have uh, all the the seven notes seven notes from the scale. You can't fit them in there. No, so, so like you have you... To... sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to sacrifice something down there. Mm. And there are that's like the regular Richter tuning, and then you have loads of like um, special tunings. You can never get like the uh, full scale down there because you're limit physically limited with the amount of holes and notes. Yeah, then that's true as well. Then you would have to go to the chromatic tuning, the so-called solo tuning. Mm. But that also means that the harmonica becomes bigger. So if your harmonica were to be 12 holes, then you could have a solo tuned like uh, diatonic sized harmonica. Mm. Hmm, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. But obviously, this this um, special is it Richter or Richter? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, I think it's referred to as Richter tuning. Richter. Yeah. Anyway, like the 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 blues players that kind of invented the blues on on the harmonica, they just took this tuning and they they realized that you could play if you, if you played in a, in a key a fifth above the main key of the instrument you got a layout that was very, very suited to the blues, right? So yeah, exactly. So you were basically, they were basically taking the harmonic and they were playing it in a different key than it yeah. was intended to be played in. So in if you have a C harmonica, then most blues players, they would be playing in the key of G. And exactly. In, harmo- in harmonica terms, you would be referring to that as second position. Yeah, or cross harp. Is or it? cross harp, yeah. yeah. And that just happened to work wonderfully for for blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By coincidence. By coincidence, yeah. But when it comes to playing Irish music, how, how does it work with, with that tuning? Some tunes I use uh, the Richter tuning for. Um, and do you, do you then play in first or second position? Or Then I would be playing in first position. I yeah. very rarely play in second position in Irish music. No. Usually first position and so-called third position, which means that, again, on the C harmonica, I would either be playing in the key of C or in the key of D. Yeah, for and like mixolydian tunes and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah, and then also a lot of minor tunes. If you would yeah, refer to Irish course, music, yeah. it might be better to, to refer to D harmonicas. A lot of Irish music is written in D. That's true. So yeah. Then I would be able to play in the key of D, and then if I play in so-called third position, then I would be playing in E, and that would mm. be most of like the E minor tunes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And then so 
for for the Irish music, like you say there, that they are very, very limited in the first octave. And that's one of the reasons why Brendan Power invented the uh, Paddy Richter tuning. Yeah, so, so he actually invented that, that tuning? Yeah. Hmm, cool. Uh, personally, it's not something that I started... When I started playing Irish music, I used that tuning. But these days, I don't use it. These days, I use a tuning referred to as easy third, which means that you're in holes four, five, and six on the harmonica are repeated on a hole one, two, and three. So that means that your hole four, five, and six on the harmonica would be And those notes are repeated on hole one, two, three, just one octave lower. Huh. And that gives me a D chord. The the blow part of the harmonica is not changed. That's exa- that's exactly the same as on the Richter tuning. So that would be D F sharp A. But the whole draw side of the harmonica would be E G B except whole seven draw, that there I would have the seventh note, which means the C sharp. Okay, so that yeah. means I have a D chord on the whole blow side and more or less an E minor, D major on the blow and more or less an E minor on the whole draw side. Okay. That's really okay, so good. It's a bit Irish. tricky, bit tricky for me to follow, and probably even more for <laughs> for the listeners. But uh, basically, does this mean that you can that you still have uh, that you're still able to to use chords a lot in your playing? Yeah, and that's a good thing with this tuning because a lot of like let's say the E minor tunes they alter between E minor and D major. Yeah, and you have those two chords yeah. in both octaves now. Exactly. I see. And yeah. So I, instead of playing like single notes and stuff, I could be playing a lot of chords. So if you have like a phrase, then I could be playing. cool and then of course i have a lot of the uh, missing notes from the first octave yeah so so would you, ha- you would you have the the b the b natural yeah yeah, yeah. because that, that's I... that's that that's a note i miss i miss the most on on the regular Richter tuning yeah the only note i i would be missing down there would be the seventh note of the scale which in the key of d would be the c sharp yeah and the which C you can kind of work, which you can, which you can kind of work around. I mean, you have yeah. to do that on the tin whistle and the flute all the time. Exactly, and that's so. what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm working around it, and the seventh note there, the the C sharp, especially in the lower octave of in in the key of D, is rarely used, and if it's used, it's usually like a passing note. 
Hmm. So they har- hardly ever put any big like emphasis on that particular note. Yeah, that's what you mean. It's used a lot more in the key of G, so then it would be the F sharp. Mm. But but you can work around that as well. Yeah, but speaking of keys, uh, as Irish music are often played in uh, in sets with like several tunes in different keys connected into one long piece of music. How yeah. how do you solve that with the diatonic accordion? Uh, sorry, harmonica. Uh, harp switching. So I'm switching harmonicas. So if the the tune is in D and mm. the next tune is in G, then I would change from a D harmonica to a G harmonica. And that's because I would like I like to have the correct chords for mm. the tunes. Because I'm when I'm playing with a lot of chords, if I wouldn't have the right chords, the correct chords for the tune, it would sound awful when doing yeah. a lot of like tongue vamping and chording and stuff. Sometimes it's a bit funny listening to um, melodion players who, who like they have a very limited uh, selection of chords on their left hand, right? Yeah. And some sometimes they still play those chords even though it's <laughs> even though the tune is in a totally different uh, key, which yeah. can sound a bit funny. <laughs> it can. Um, I play a bit on melodion myself, and and um, it sometimes it works. Mm. On, on uh, so sometimes it can give the tune just another color that you didn't that you hadn't heard before. Exactly, and and uh, if you're playing a A minor tune, then you have the A major chord on the bass side. Mm. Yeah, which means that's very common. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of works, but it gives a much more like major feel to the tune, obviously. Mm. Like yeah, tunes in A, for example. I've often yeah. heard them in uh, in A major from from melodium players. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, but you do play the chromatic harmonica as well. For a, li- a little bit, not not too much. Okay. Um, I hardly ever use it like uh, when doing performances on stage during gigs or anything like that. Just fooling around with it uh, back home. Hmm. Because I think Brendan Powers does that quite a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, Brendan Power he plays a lot of chromatic. Um, and the chromatic is great. I usually blame it on that I don't have time to, to, <laughs> learn, to, to learn it, to, to practice on it. Uh, well, you sound great on the diatonic anyway. So. Well, thank you. And um, yeah, I, I just want to be sure that I mentioned that you have an album out. Uh, it's, it's a few years ago now, but how long ago is it? You, you made a really good solo solo album. Thank you. Yeah, that was in 2018. Yeah, already. released. Huh. Yeah. And um, the intention there was that I never heard a solo harmonica, I- Irish harmonica album. So there are very few solo harmonica albums to begin with. Mm. And there are very few albums with a instrument playing solo and playing Irish music. Yeah, because on this are... album, it's it's just you playing the harmonica all the way through. There's no other instruments or anything. No, and there's no dubbing, overtaking or anything done prior to mixing and mastering, which means that everything that's played on the album, I could play that like right here, not right now. Mm. And that's something that I wanted to showcase people what the harmonica is capable of doing 
and what the harmonica is capable of doing in Irish music. Mm. And on a side note there, uh, Noel Hill, the concertina player, he did like a similar thing when he released his album called The Irish Concertina. Yeah, okay. He was like setting the benchmark for concertina playing in Irish music. Mm. And that was like, when that came out, everyone was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. So I thought about doing the same thing, but for the harmonica, and then obviously called it the Irish harmonica. It's, it's very it's very um, ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, someone got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it sounds great. But do you feel like uh, there are bigger interests around um, Irish har- or the harmonica in Irish music at the moment? I mean, yeah. I, I would just I would assume that because of the internet, it's much more it's much easier for people around the world to to be aware of uh, of the harmonica as as a valuable option <laughs> for for Irish music. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of people in the world playing Irish music and harmonica these days, and uh, I would say that the interest for playing Irish music and harmonica is just growing and growing. Mm. Uh, more and more people are getting aware of it. And uh, I have a few Skype students that are uh, been blues players to begin with, but then they're turning into Irish music players these Great. days, and they cool. they love it. And the good thing as well with uh, playing Irish music on the harmonica is that you get really really good technique. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I I obviously experienced that you, you need a certain amount of technique to be able to play those tunes just because of the nature of the music, how they run up and down, and, and as you say, there's no breaks and tends to to be flying fairly fast. And yeah, it's 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 quite a challenge on any instrument really, but definitely on the harmonica. Yeah, it is, and and the thing as well there is that you really learn how to breathe into the harmonica, and you also learn to relax. Mm. Because if you're really tense in your your mouth and your face when you're playing, then you can't play for longer than maybe 30 seconds, which might be good if you're playing blues, because then a blues lick might only be 10 seconds, and then you can relax a bit. But in Irish music, when you're playing a set of three, four tunes and been going for seven minutes, then you can't be tense anywhere. You really need to relax in your whole body. Mm. No, it's it's a very different technique. Actually, as you know, I, I've been I've been having um, I've, <laughs> I've had a broken arm for the last six weeks, uh, or maybe I still have a broken arm, but I've I've been wearing a cast for six weeks, and just out of desperation for something to do, I started taking singing lesson, uh, with Ooh, a with a with a teacher I know online, and great, yeah, it's been great. I'll probably keep doing that because, um. But yeah, what I was going at was that uh, those lessons they made me a bit more aware of how I use my like diaphragm and and uh, yeah, relaxing in the jaw and 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 throat and all those things that you need to do for singing with a correct technique. But I yeah. found that a lot of that stuff helped me with my harmonica playing as well. Is that something you can relate to? I just felt like all of a sudden it it um, it had a much more natural flow when I could relax much more because. I think you're right that the whole blues thing, as you say, the the licks are shorter and you kind of tend to tense up naturally. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with how the music is is taught and that you don't really have to learn that kind of a technique to to play basic blues. But 
yeah, I just found out those singing lessons really helped me with my harmonica playing as well. So maybe that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. And and like you say, I, I, I don't sing myself, but I could imagine that if you're very tense in your throat and mouth and you try to sing, it won't turn out good. No. So that's, that's yeah, obviously, like, singing technique is all about relaxing. Yeah. Uh, or I should say relaxing or only tensing the parts of your body that you actually need to produce the sound. Um, because if you're tensing a lot of muscles that you don't need, you're just making it harder for yourself, uh, which goes yeah. with any instrument, really, obviously. But Yeah, exactly. That's <coughs> at least my philosophy, that you should always be as relaxed as possible when you're playing. Mm. And you don't shouldn't move any unnecessary muscles if you don't need, have to. No. Then, of course, uh, there's not much show about that if you're just sitting there in a corner on the stage and not moving. No. <laughs> and and th- that's that's the thing with harmonica players, that it's they are not that interesting to look at because we're just standing there with our hands and covering our face. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And, and it's, people- it's, it's kind of similar to singing in that it's, it's, it's must, it must be hard to teach because you can't really see what's going on in no. the same way as like for the piano it's easy for the teacher to show wishly how you move your hand over the keyboard but with the harmonica you just have to explain everything basically yeah exactly and of, like you say that's a huge huge problem and i believe that the uh, like best combination between teacher and student is a teacher who's really good at explaining things and a student who is really good at like understanding things without <laughs> seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like you say, like a piano is press this button here. Okay. Yeah. The harmonica is more if you put your tongue in that direction and then if you blow there and then you open your nose a little bit here <laughs> and then you drop your jaw there. Yeah, and it's it's probably very subjective as well how different players experience like just trying to explain to someone how they bend a note which is one of the most basic techniques you need to be able to do on the harmonica at least to play blues and i'm not sure if i can actually explain to anyone how i do it if you know what i mean it's always really hard to like get people into that but eventually it's like like i said before it's with practice you usually crack the code so to speak you can try and explain it that you're moving your tongue in this direction and uh, you're altering this and this part of your mouth or oral cavity, so to speak, uh, to achieve your bends. It more or less means that you need to match the frequency of your mouth to the frequency of the note that you want, which means that if you want to bend a reed down to B flat, then you need to get uh, your oral cavity to become uh, B flat as well. Yeah. Like uh, blowing into sure a bottle. Sh- yeah, well, I'm, I'm not sure if that knowledge helps anyone achieving the bend. <laughs> no, I mean, again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very hard to explain, and it's especially very hard to explain like over Skype and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's it way has its easier. limitations. Yeah. yeah, it's way easier when you can explain it in person. Mm. luckily for me most of my students they are either beginners or uh, are interested in Irish music and I 
hardly ever bend any notes in Irish music. Oh, that's interesting. So, so I don't have to teach that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking about Rick Epping earlier, and and he he uses that a lot in his style, doesn't he? Like uh, a lot of bluesy bends and uh, at at least some of the stuff I heard him do. Yeah. So the uh, the uh, tune that he played, I could played through here once for you. Um, the tune that he played on uh, Honor's website for the promotion uh, clip for the XP40 there was O'Farrell's Welcome to Limerick played in a bluesier way. Yeah, the tune you were talking about uh, earlier. Yeah, exactly. And that's played on a Richter-tuned uh, XP40. Okay. stuff <laughs> thank you you, so, you yeah, even th- you, you even nailed the intro that that he does on, on that clip of course <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great now so it's very suitable um that's a very suitable tune for for bands and stuff and usually mixolydian tunes they go very well mm. with a little bit of bending they all, um, all already have a bit of a bluesy character to them in a way yeah yeah Usually when I play, that's one of the few tunes that I would do with a bit of bending, but usually I'm more strict into the trad stuff, so to speak. Mm. Okay, so this has been great. I learned uh, a ton. Um, Before we wrap up, do you have any uh, advice to anyone wanting to to learn more about Irish music on the the harmonica? If they already play the harmonica or, or if they don't? if they've never touched one at all? Like, where should they start? There are a few ways to start. Um, Again, like you mentioned, Brendan Power, he still has his uh, book called Play Irish Music on the Blues Harp, Mm. which is a very good way to start off. And um, otherwise, there's a lot of harmonica players up on YouTube playing stuff. Um, Me, myself, I give uh, Skype lessons for people interested in Irish music. And how can people reach out to you for lessons? 
People could reach out to me through either Facebook, Instagram, or my website. My website would be jaharmonicas.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram, if you just type in jaharmonicas, you'll find me. Great. Cool. And usually I recommend people not to listen to too much of other harmonica players. Oh, that's they interesting. Should, <laughs> yeah, they sh- I think that they should more pay attention to like accordion players or fiddle players hmm. and to what they are doing when they are playing. And there's, for people who are reading sheet music notation, there are a couple of good sites out there. There's one that I like that's called folktunefinder.com. Okay. So if you find a tune that you like, and if you read music, then you can just type it in there, and then you have the notation for it there. So, so it sounds sounds kind of similar to the session.org? Yeah, exactly. The only downside that I kind of find with the session is that a lot of the notation is not that accurate all the time. No, I mean, it's just submitted by basically random people, I think. Might be that. I don't, I'm, don't have... Too too good knowledge about that, but yeah, I believe that's that's the thing. And I, from what I believe with Folk Tune Finder, it's maybe one person who puts it up there. Ah, so it's kind of curated more in a way. Could oh. be. At least I find that the notation on Folk Tune Finder is a lot better. Okay, great. So nice. for people who are who are reading sheet music and notation, they could type in the tune names on that site and mm. could get started there. Right. Okay, but uh, thanks for coming on the show. This has been uh, very informative and uh, probably very nerdy. <laughs> but very uh, nerdy. that's how it goes. <laughs> but uh, that's how I like it. So, um, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on and hopefully I can have you on again down the road. For sure. Should we wrap it up with a tune? Yeah, please, please give us a tune.